I had to walk down one back alley, turn onto another one, push past a collapsing chain link fence, and jump over a puddle of chunky fluid to get to the entrance. They'd set it up in an old abandoned warehouse. Looking around, I hesitated. This couldn't be right. But then I saw the sign, a sheet of broken pressure board with spray painted letters. No escape room. I'd seen the flyer for it on campus, heading back to my apartment after yet another boring econ lecture. The garish horror movie letters were almost too on the nose, but it grabbed my curiosity nonetheless. No escape room was blazoned across the top with blood dripping down the letters. Subtle. Kick off the new year with a scare. No escape room is an escape room like no other. Try it if you dare. Must present torn off admission slip from bottom of flyer to enter. Directions to no escape room and the time to be there were printed on each of the cutout slips, hanging like fringe on the bottom of the flyer. I loved escape rooms. The only problem was that I hadn't had much of a chance to meet new people since I'd gotten to college. And you can't just show up to an escape room alone. This was my perfect chance to do an escape room and hopefully make some new friends with similar interests. I ripped off one of the slips and headed back home. Now that I was here, I was feeling more than a little sketched out. Either this was some sort of bespoke speakeasy sorta escape room or I was about to have my organs removed while I was still alive. I was just about to turn around when I heard footsteps coming up behind. I whirled around, ready to fight off the organ harvesters. Whoa, easy bro. There were two people, both traditional college age, walking towards me. They didn't appear to have organ removal equipment. Sorry, guess this place has me spooked already, I said. No worries, shit. We almost turned back at the chain link fence. You're here for the escape room too, right? Yeah, I said. My name's Darius. I stuck out my hand. Nevin, said the one who had been doing the talking. He shook my hand. And this is Sarah Beth. I know, she said, shaking my hand as well. With a name like Sarah Beth, I might as well just wear a sign that says Midwest white girl. <laughs> I laughed. Do you like country music? and call your mom mama? I asked. We just met and you're already attacking me, she said, snickering. Well, Nevin said, are we going to do this thing? If we stick together, they probably can't take all of our organs. On that nice thought, Darius, let's head in. Next to the spray painted no escape room sign was a rusted metal door, pale green paint chipping off. It was the only door on this side of the building so it must be the one. I was closest, so I reached out and grabbed the handle. I had to tug hard, putting my body weight into it before the door slowly opened with a metallic screech. Ominous, Sarah Beth muttered. Inside was murky. The large open space of the warehouse was unlit apart from a row of small electric lanterns arranged on the floor leading across the space. This is creepy shit, I mumbled under my breath. This better be awesome, Nevin said, stepping past me and beginning to follow the lanterns. Sarah Beth and I followed close behind. I didn't want to admit it, but I was deeply frightened and I didn't want my only companions to be more than arm's reach away. As we got closer to the other side of the warehouse, 
I could see a cluster of lanterns arrayed around a door that appeared to lead into a small office space. There had been a window that would have allowed whoever was in the office to see out into the warehouse proper, but it had long ago been broken and replaced with cheap sheets of wood that had begun to warp. Through the cracks, I could see steady light coming from within the office. Without hesitation, Nevin opened the door as soon as he reached it. Warm light flooded out of the door, illuminating the empty space around us a little better. I quickly glanced around. Other than the lanterns, the warehouse was empty. Nevin walked into the office, Sarah Beth and I right on their heels. The inside of the office looked like a completely different world from the warehouse. There was a plush red rug, a bookcase in front of the boarded up window, overstuffed chairs, small lamps, and plenty of other odds and ends to make this feel like a high-end study. Behind a small drink bar stood a thin man, long hair pulled up in an elaborate braid. As we walked in, he turned to look at us, a gentle smile on his face. Welcome, friends, he said. I am the Game Master. We quickly introduced ourselves. The thin man paid close attention to each of us as we spoke. Darius, Nevin, and Sarah Beth, I'm so glad you found us. I was worried the location and vibe might be, he hesitated, a bit too off-putting. Close, bro, Nevin said, laughing. Not gonna lie, it's a relief to know that there's actually someone here, and it wasn't all a trick. Oh, of course. We like to maintain an air of mystery around our escape room pop-ups, but we are very diligent in approaching our work with professionalism. Good to hear, Sarah Beth said. This is quite the office, I said to the man. Thank you, he said with a slight nod. Then he glanced at his watch. We always start exactly on time. The others who took the slip have 11 minutes to arrive before we begin and it is too late to join. Do you know how many more are coming? I asked. I don't, the man said with a grin. Depends on how many people took slips and how many of them actually decide to come. Hopefully at least a few more. As soon as he finished speaking, a loud metallic scream echoed through the warehouse beyond the office. Ah, the game master said. It sounds like we have another arrival. It turned out to actually be two more. We listened to their footsteps in suspense, heard the silence of their hesitation at the office door, and finally watched as the door swung open and they both entered. The first one through the door had layers of muscles upon muscles that only those who spent every day at the gym could achieve. She was tall as well as broad and filled almost the whole door as she stepped through it. Behind her was a much more diminutive girl spiky blue hair peeking out of a black hood. She was almost curled in on herself, like she was trying to hide within her baggy sweatshirt. The two women couldn't be more different, but the way they stood, comfortably turned towards one another, spoke of some level of intimacy. Welcome, the game master said to the new arrivals. I am the game master. The larger woman grunted before speaking. I'm Claudia, she said. This is my sister, Jolene. Joe, her sister mumbled. Joe, Claudia said, nodding in agreement with the correction. Claudia, Joe, I'm so glad you're joining us. 
the Game Master said. We all introduced ourselves to each other, then sat around a bit in a semi-awkward silence. The Game Master's watch began chiming. It's time. It looks like it will be just the five of you competing tonight. The Game Master looked at each of us in turn. Darius, Nevin, Sarah Beth, Claudia, Joe. Are you ready to enter the no escape room? We all looked at each other. It was me and four strangers agreeing to get locked into a space within one of the shadiest warehouses I had ever seen. I was scared and excited all at once. I nodded. So did everyone else. The game master smiled. Then follow me, he said with a grand flourish of his hands. Stepping up to one of the bookcases along the back wall of the office, the game master moved a couple books to expose a lever. Pulling it, the bookcase swung backwards, revealing a small closet with a trapdoor in the bottom. He turned back toward us, smiling. After you, he said. I glanced around at each of the others, watching them do the same. Screw it, someone has to go first, Nevin said, stepping towards the trapdoor. He looked in first, but it was so dark he couldn't see very far in. He reached into his pocket and pulled out his cell phone. Oh, that would be entirely against the rules, the Game Master said. He pulled a basket off of the bookcase that had swung open. All phones need to be deposited in the basket. I'll be communicating with you via a wired-in intercom system. So if any emergencies crop up, I can let you out immediately. Phones would be cheating, but we would never compromise our players' safety. He passed the basket around and each of us put our phones in. It felt weird to let my phone out of my possession, but I was all in on full immersion, so I gently placed mine in when the basket reached me. When the basket made it back to the Game Master, he placed it back on the bookshelf. He pulled a shiny black flashlight from another shelf. This will be yours to share as a team. There are areas that are lit and areas that are unlit. Whoever goes in first, should take it for now, so they can light the way for the rest of you. The Game Master handed the light to Nevin. Thanks, Nevin mumbled, then clicked on the flashlight, pointing it down through the trap door. The space lit up, and we could see that there was a ladder that went down about 10 feet, ending on a stone floor. Here we go, Nevin said, chuckling. He stepped into the hole and onto the ladder. He quickly made his way to the bottom. I followed him, and the rest of the group came down right behind me. The Game Master followed us down as well. This door has to be locked manually from this side. You'll escape through a different door. He patted me on the shoulder. I nodded. The room was quite small. It was the size of a pump room for a small septic system, maybe six feet by 10. At the end opposite of the ladder was a large metal door with flaking pale green paint. Nevin walked over to it and, grasping the handle, swung it open. It creaked loudly, rusty metal grinding against more rusty metal. We filed into a well-lit room. Looking around, I could see metal bunk beds, stashes of canned food, and a bunch of MREs. It looked like a Cold War era bomb shelter. Welcome to the first room, the Game Master said 
standing in the doorway. With some hunting, you will find what you need to do. You have one hour to clear the room, or else you fail the escape room and I pull you out. Taking one step back into the room with the ladder, he grabbed the door. Watch out for the rats, he added. I hear they bite. And then he swung the door, slamming it shut. After a moment of tense silence, there was a dull metallic thud as what sounded like a massive lock was engaged. Very faintly, muffled by the thick door, I heard laughter. I did a quick look around for rats. There was nothing. This room looks pretty clean. No rat turds or anything, Nevin said. I think the rat comment was just to be spooky. Probably right, Sarah Beth said. That game master is creepy. He kept looking at my tits. Be careful, he can hear us, I said. I don't give a shit, Darius, fucking creeper. I just meant, I started, before trying a different approach. He is the one who saves us if there is an emergency. Maybe we shouldn't start a fight until we're out of here. I'll be pissed if I want to be pissed, Sarah Beth said. I, yeah, that's fair, I said lamely, not wanting to put my foot in my mouth any further. Let's start looking for clues, Claudia said. Joe nodded in agreement. There's nothing on the walls. They're just plain cement blocks, I said. Nothing on the floor either, Nevin added. Leaves three things to look at, Joe mumbled. So quietly, I had to take an extra second thinking about it before I could process what she said. You're right, Joe, I said, nodding. The beds, the cans, and the MREs. Divide and conquer, Nevin said. Who wants what? After a brief discussion, I found myself with Nevin, examining the cans, while Joe and Claudia got to work on the beds, and Sarah Beth looked over the MREs. There were cases and cases of cans, and Nevin and I started taking them out to see if anything looked unusual. Every can was baked beans, some store brand I had never heard of. Can after can, the labels were identical. When you shook them, they sounded like they were filled with baked beans. Nothing was suspicious. So this is boring, Nevin said, laughing softly. No kidding, I said. Go to the no escape room. Sort cans of baked beans. So what's your deal? Nevin asked while shaking a can of beans next to his ear. Why'd you come to no escape room? This is going to sound super lame. I started. My parents named me Nevin. I'm used to disappointment, he replied. I'm new in town and I'm lonely. I wanted to meet some people who are into the same things I am. That's not lame at all, Nevin said. Sarah Beth is my only friend in town. This isn't exactly the easiest place to be honest, but I also can't go back to living a lie. Thus, one friend. Events like this are always exciting and terrifying because maybe I'll make a friend, but more likely I'll deal with someone else's insecurities and prejudices. He paused. I'm hoping that maybe we can be friends, he said, staring down at a can. I put my hand on his shoulder and smiled. Friends it is. Our bond is tempered in the fires of baked bean can sorting. <laughs> Nevin laughed, putting down his can while grabbing another one. Whoa, he said almost immediately after picking up the new can. This one is way lighter. 
He shook it, and something metallic rattled inside. A clue! I said, so excited I was almost yelling. Everyone else in the room heard me and came over to see. There's something inside this can, Evan said. The question is, how do we get it out? This can is sealed tight. Can anyone bring a can opener? Maybe there's one in the MREs or in the bed somehow, Claudia said. The excitement of the discovery of our first clue was spreading through the group. There's probably not another clue in the cans, so Nevin and I can help out with the other areas, I said. One of you can help with the MREs, but we could use the other, Claudia said. I think we're going to have to open up the mattresses, and that's going to be a lot of work. Joe nodded. I'll go help with the mattresses, I said, looking at Nevin. He nodded. I crushed one form of packaged food. I can crush another, he said. I followed Claudia and Joe to the bunk beds. The mattresses were the type you find in hunting cabins in the mountains. A canvas-like cover with a zipper along the side to get to the actual mattress inside. We've done everything we can to find a clue without opening them up, Claudia said. And we found nothing. So we've started taking the covers off to see if there's something inside. That's the pile we checked, Joe said softly, pointing to a small stack of bare mattresses next to a pile of canvas covers. Let's get to it then, I said. We all started zipping open mattresses and pulling out the contents, seeing if there was anything to find. I wasn't finding much when Claudia called out. Whoa, this one is way heavier, she said. Joe and I ran over to see what she had found. Unzipping the cover, Claudia reached in, feeling around blindly. There's a piece cut out of the mattress, she said. I think I can slide it around and, yes, got it. Claudia pulled hard, and with the sound of tearing fabric, she yanked a sledgehammer out of the mattress. Whoa, I said, surprised. The sledgehammer was enough to get everyone's attention. Nevin and Sarah Beth came over from the MREs. That's more like it, Nevin said, admiring the sledgehammer. There's some paper wrapped around the handle, Claudia said. Let me get it unwrapped. She undid a couple pieces of tape and unrolled the piece of paper. It was square, with ragged edges, and was heavily crinkled. Well, what's it say? Sarah Beth asked. Claudia held it open, the edges curling back up away from her grip. Joe squeezed in next to her, reading over Claudia's shoulder. There's a floor map of the room with an X marked on the floor over near that corner, Claudia said, pointing to the corner on the right of the wall, opposite the one with the door we came in. Then underneath it, there's just a couple lines. The hammer opens the way to your escape. Reach in the hole to retrieve your next piece. So if the hammer opens the way, does that mean we hit the X with the sledgehammer? Sarah Beth asked. Yes, Joe whispered. Claudia gripped the handle of the sledgehammer tight. My time to shine, she said, <laughs> laughing. Walking over to the area marked with an X on the map, Claudia let the head of the hammer bounce on the floor. Heavy thuds met each contact, until finally a hollow echo came back. That's it, Sarah Beth said, excited. Claudia nodded, saying nothing. She lifted the sledgehammer to her shoulder and then, with a swinging arc, smashed the sledgehammer onto the concrete above the hollow space. The floor cracked, a slight depression appearing. Claudia raised the sledgehammer again and drove a powerful blow into the concrete again, 
Over and over she hammered at the floor, chips of concrete flying outward. With the floor shattered, Claudia started pulling pieces of concrete away from the hole. I moved over to help her, and I saw Nevin right next to me. The three of us cleared the concrete slices out and moved them to the side, revealing a piece of plywood. Spray painted on it in the same color as the sign outside the warehouse were words of advice. Reach in and find what you need. Mind the teeth. Mind the teeth? Sarah Beth asked. What the hell does that mean? Only one way to find out, Evan said as he reached out and grabbed the plywood. Yanking it up, he tossed it to the side where we had thrown the concrete. Immediately, the sound of squeaking and squealing entered the room. There was a small hole underneath the plywood, just large enough for an arm to be stuck in. The sound came from it. Nevin pulled out the flashlight he had received from the Game Master. Turning it on, he pointed the beam off the flashlight into the hole. Brown fur, pink tails, bright eyes, and long yellow teeth were lit up for us all to see. There was a seething mass of rats underneath the floor, snapping at each other. All of us took a step back, shocked. That's terrifying, Sarah Beth said. Rats don't usually act like that, Joe said. So quietly, I almost couldn't hear her over the sounds of the rats. That's because they haven't been fed in days, a voice said over a crackling loudspeaker attached to the door we came in through. It was a familiar voice, the game master. What the hell? Nevin said. Exactly, the game master said. I suppose it is time to make it abundantly clear that this game is for the highest stakes. I won't be coming to save you in case of an emergency, and this... There was a horrible metallic shrieking and grinding coming from the speaker. I had to cover my ears to try to keep the piercing sounds from causing any more pain than necessary. That was the sound of your phones in my blender. There's no safety net here. In the no escape room, you escape or you die. Enjoy. The metallic shredding noise of our phones being blended returned. I shuddered under the audible assault. The speaker abruptly cut to silence. Not even the hiss of an open line. The speaker had been turned off. That asshole! Claudia yelled. Gripping the sledgehammer, she ran towards the door. Wait! Nevin called. That's not... Claudia slammed the sledgehammer into the metal door. The sound was enormous, hitting me like a force. There was barely a dent in the door. I was trying to tell you that wouldn't work. Evan said, more likely to snap the hammer's handle than to escape. Claudia unleashed a roar of rage that made me shake. Fine, so what do we do? She asked, clearly still furious. We have to finish the game, Joe said. Then we need whatever's in that hole, I said. Someone's gonna get the shit bit out of them, if not worse, Sarah Beth added. How do we decide who does it? I asked. Whoa. I'm all for diving into the action, but we need to pump the brakes, Nevin said. Look, let's sit on some mattresses and rest and talk through our options. We can't be stupid about this. I agree, Sarah Beth said, and I nodded. We headed over to the mattress pile on the floor, and I pulled out one for each of us. I handed one to Nevin, then Sarah Beth, then Claudia, then... Where's Joe? I asked. Oh, shit. I heard Claudia mumble as I looked back at the room. Joe was squatted next to the hole, arm raised. 
Joe, no! Claudia yelled, jumping up to run to her sister. Joe looked directly at her as she shoved her arm into the hole and immediately started screaming. Claudia ran to her sister's side. What are you doing? Claudia screamed at her sister. Pull your hand out. I can feel something, Joe said between screams. Screw this, Claudia said, reaching for her sister's arm. Wait, Nevin yelled. Let her get it. Don't make her do this for nothing. Claudia's face scrunched up. Her hands tensed and trembled as they stood inches away from her sister. Slowly, painfully, she lowered them. I think, Joe said, before releasing her sharpest scream yet. Blood squirted out of the hole. With a desperate gasp, Joe yanked her hand out and threw her whole body back, landing on the concrete floor. Her hand was a bloody mess, a lump of flesh that barely resembled something human. Bones were clearly visible, and bits of flesh dangled down, held in place only by thin strips of skin. Wrapped in this meaty horror was something metallic. It shined in the bright light. Claudia held her sister while Joe sobbed. Nevin, the boldest of us, stepped forward and gingerly pulled the metal object out of Joe's grasp. They held it up so the rest of us could see it. A can opener, I said to myself. Quick, let's open the can with the rattling thing in it. Sarah Beth said. We need to get out of here and get Joe some help. Nevin, Sarah Beth, and I ran over to where we'd placed the can by the mattresses. I grabbed it and handed it to Nevin. Without hesitation, they attached the can opener and began spinning the handle, slowly cranking open the can. When it was mostly opened, they peeled back the lid. Inside was a barrel-shaped key. It clearly was meant to go into a lock with a circular opening. Quick, check the door, Sarah Beth said already running to the door. When I got there, I could see it wasn't right. The door clearly had no locking mechanism on this side, only the lever on the outside. It wasn't the right way. Where'd the map go from earlier? I asked. Claudia has it, Nevin said, moaning. We went over to Claudia, who was still clutching her sobbing, screaming sister. Claudia, Sarah Beth said gently. We'll need the map, honey. Claudia didn't react, just kept holding her sister. Claudia's eyes were open, but she didn't appear to be present. She must have been in shock. Claudia, Nevin said, please, we need the map if we're going to get your sister help. Where did you put it? Slowly, as if moving through mud, Claudia turned her head to look at us, as if just becoming aware we were talking to her. The map, Claudia, I said. We might be able to use it to get out of here and get Joe help. Without saying a word, Claudia reached into her back pocket and pulled out the crumpled piece of paper. She handed it to me. I looked at the map. No other doors were marked, but I noticed a small notch in the marking of the wall across the room from the door. It was small enough it could have been a spot where the ink of the pen used to draw the map had an air bubble in it, but it was the only thing I had to go on. I ran to the wall and started looking all over. There were no obvious circular holes in the bricks, but there were some cracked areas in the caulking around the bricks. I started tracing them with my fingers, hoping to find a hole. Darius, Nevin said nervously. You okay over there, bud? I think my finger felt a circular depression. I glanced at it and saw a perfectly circular hole lined in metal. Found it, bring the key. They ran over with the key and handed it to me. 
I stuck it into the hole and felt the key click into place. Twisting it, I felt the tumblers of a lock fall into place. With the final turn, there was a thud in the wall. With a grinding of gears, a section of bricks slowly swung into the wall, creating an opening to walk through. It was dark on the other side. Nevin pulled out the flashlight and shone it into the new area. This new area appeared to be a short hallway connecting this opening to another door. You and Sarah Beth go check it out, but don't go in yet. I'll go back and get Claudia and Joe. I nodded to him as he handed me the flashlight. I took a deep breath, then looked at Sarah Beth. She nodded at me, raising the flashlight. I headed into the hallway, Sarah Beth right behind me. The door itself was pretty plain, some sort of metal with a handle, no other features. I tried the door, no give. I turned to look at Sarah Beth. It's locked, I said. She pointed to a patch of darkness next to the door. What's that? She asked. Turning the flashlight to it, I saw a large circular hole cut into the wall. There was a sign next to it. To unlock door, reach in and twist handle. I don't trust it, I said. We don't have a choice. I heard footsteps coming from the other room and turned the flashlight back the way we had come, just in time to see Claudia helping Joe forward, Nevin right behind them, as they entered the hallway. There's a locked door and a really sketchy unlocking mechanism. I called down to the others. Of course there is, said Claudia, seemingly a bit more alert than before. Hopefully Nevin had been able to get her back with us. We needed everyone ready if we were going to have the best shot at getting out of here alive. When all of us were at the door, we stood there, staring at the door and the hole in the wall. Well, standing here won't do anything. And we need to get Joe to help fast, Nevin said. Look, I'll do it. Just be ready to take care of me if something nasty happens. You sure? Sarah Beth asked. Of course not, but someone's got to do it. Nevin took a deep breath, then stuck his left arm in the hole. It kept going in further and further, past the wrist, past the elbow, all the way to his shoulder. All right, I can feel a handle. It's slimy and I really don't want to know why, Nevin said. His face strained as he reached further in. Gotta get a good grip on this slippery bastard. Okay, you ready? I nodded, and so did Sarah Beth. Okay, okay, deep breath. With a grimace on their face, Nevin twisted their arm. I could hear the handle grinding into place, stopping with a final thud. Nevin screamed for a moment, then stopped abruptly. Oh shit. There's something heavy on my arm. I thought it was going to smash me, but it's just got me trapped from like the forearm down. He grunted. I can't get my arm out. It's trapped tight. Maybe there's something inside the room. Sarah Beth said tentatively, unsure. Like a release or something. One way to find out, Claudia said. She reached out and grasped the handle on the door and began pulling. The door started to swing open, clearly no longer locked. But as soon as it started opening, Nevin started screaming. Claudia froze. Nevin, what's wrong? Sarah Beth asked. When she started to open the door, something sharp started to dig into my arm. I can feel it still, just sitting there. You don't think? I paused. Claudia, would you shut the door? She did. Nevin sighed in relief. Whatever that was, it went away, he said. 
This is bad, I said. Why? Instead of answering him, I turned back to Claudia. Very slowly opened the door. She did. Nevin immediately started to thrash and yell. Claudia froze again. The door is attached to whatever that sharp thing is on your arm, I said. To get out of here, we have to open the door. I'm pretty sure that's going to chop your arm off, and that is probably also your only way out of this trap. No, no way, it's my arm, Darius, please. We have to find another way, Nevin said. I'm really sorry, Nevin, I said. But we'll all die down here. Shit, no, please, don't do this, please. I looked at Claudia. She grimaced, then gripped the door handle with both hands, while Nevin begged and screamed, tears and snot streaming down his face. Claudia yelled and swung the door open as hard as she could. There was a heavy thunk from inside the wall, and Nevin's screams turned to gurgles. He slumped to the floor, his arms slithering out of the hole. At the end, instead of a hand, there was a mangled, bloody stump, broken bone protruding from the end. I quickly yanked off my belt and cinched it around Nevin's arm. I didn't have a stick or anything to use to tighten and loosen the tourniquet, so I just knotted it down as hard as I could and hoped for the best. Sarah Beth, would you stay here with Nevin for a second while he has a chance to breathe? I asked. I'm going to take a look at the next room. Sure, she said. I walked through the doorway, Claudia following me in. The room was lit completely in blue lighting, throwing a strange hue over everything. There was a lot to take in, but the hastily painted words on the far wall immediately caught my attention. The sacrifices are not over. I looked away from the ominous words and stared around the room. It was quite simple. There was nothing on any of the walls except for the door we came in, where there was a large blue button. The room was split in half by a large pool that went all the way from one side to the other. There were five walkways bridging over the pool, connecting the two halves of the room. On the opposite side of the room, there was a door marked exit. I turned to Claudia. Seems simple enough, she said. Don't fall off the bridges and we can make it to the door. Have you done any escape rooms before? I asked her. No, it's never this simple. There are five bridges. At least some of them must not work. And given our sadistic game master, I doubt that's just water. Let's check, Claudia said, undoing her belt and walking over to the pool. Holding the buckle, she slowly lowered it down into the fluid. About four inches of the belt went under the surface. As I watched, bubbles built up on the belt and floated to the surface. After a few seconds, Claudia pulled the belt out. It looked rough, the top layers eaten away and parts dissolved all the way through. That's untreated leather, I said. Imagine what it would do to bare skin. Claudia nodded, looking horrified. We are in no immediate danger. I yelled over my shoulder to the door we came in. Slowly, our bedraggled bunch made their way in. Sarah Beth guiding Joe with her butchered hand and Nevin with their missing one. Sarah Beth got them both settled, then came over to where Claudia and I stood, still staring at the pool. Acid, I said. Naturally, Sarah Beth said. There's a button, Claudia said, pointing. I'm going to see what happens when I press it. No, I shouted, startling the others. Sorry, it's just that it might set something in motion that's even worse. Let's try the bridges first. 
Sure, Claudia said. Sarah Beth stepped up to the base of one of the bridges. I grabbed her hand in case she started to fall. Reaching her leg out, Sarah Beth placed one foot on the bridge and pushed down. The bridge hinged down, and the other end descended into the acid. Lifting her foot up, the bridge swung back up into place. We repeated the process with every bridge. All of them swung down the same way, into the acid that lay just inches below the level of the floor. Damn, I said. They're all duds. But there has to be a way out, right? Why make all these rooms if there's no escape? Defeats the purpose, Sarah Beth said. Exactly, I replied. Time for the button? Claudia asked. I didn't reply immediately, trying to think if there were any other options. I looked to Sarah Beth. What do you think? I agree, she said. But let's get Joe and Nevin ready to run just in case. I'll grab Nevin, I said. Claudia, why don't you get Joe? Sarah Beth, would you do the honors? Of pressing that button? I'll press the shit out of it, she said with a grim smile. Claudia and I got our injured friends standing and helped them over to the edge of the pool. I looked back to Sarah Beth. Ready when you are, I called to her. And pressing, she said. There was a soft click. Four of the bridges suddenly swung down into the fluid, disappearing underneath the surface, leaving only the middle bridge standing. I reached out and put a foot on it, pushing down. It didn't budge at all. The middle bridge is safe now, I yelled. Suddenly, the other bridges swung back up. I stepped onto the middle bridge, only for it to hinge down. I stumbled, falling face first towards the acid, only for a firm grip to clench my shirt and tug me back, sprawling onto solid ground. Looking up from the floor, I saw Claudia had saved me at the last moment. What happened? I gasped. I'm so sorry, Sarah Beth called from the wall. I think it was my fault. I let go of the button. I guess I have to hold it down. Let's try again. Another soft click, and the four bridges swung down again. The bridge didn't budge. Getting a hold of Nevin's uninjured arm, I started across the bridge. About halfway across, I could hear a bubbling coming from below me, along with splashing. I looked down and saw that the acid made a thin layer on the bridge, slowly eating at the soles of my shoes. What the hell? I said to myself. What's up? I heard Claudia call. We've got a problem. The acid is rising. Oh shit, Claudia said. Hurry. She turned around and grabbed her sister carrying her towards the bridge. I ran across, pulling Nevin stumbling behind me. I made it to the other side, and Claudia got there right behind me, her strength making the trip easy even when she was carrying another person. I looked back. The acid was pouring out from the pool, flowing over all of the bridges and lapping along the floor. Sarah Beth, move! I yelled. I can't! She called back, her voice warbling. The bridges won't work without the button being pushed, and it's too far to jump. Just try it, Claudia (laughs) called out to her. We'll catch you. I can't do it, Sarah Beth said, openly sobbing now. Just go. We can't just leave her, I said, turning to Claudia. We might not have much choice. I froze, trying to come up with a plan. I heard running feet. Looking up, I saw Sarah Beth charging towards us. When she got halfway to the pool, her feet splashed up the acid pooling on the floor, and where it hit her bare legs, I could see it burning the skin. 
With a piercing scream, Sarah Beth reached the edge of the pool and leaped. The wet floor ruined her traction and her feet flew out from under her. She wouldn't have made it anyways. Sarah Beth splashed into the pool, throwing up a cascade of bubbles and splashes. Surfacing, the skin on her face hissed and popped, her hair sliding off of her head in clumps. She started to scream, but as acid splashed into her mouth, she started gurgling and choking on her own blood. She quickly slipped under the surface. Red slowly diffused throughout the acid in the pool before disappearing. The room was too dark, and I was too far away to see where her body finally rested at the bottom of the pool. I screamed. I'm not sure I would have stopped if Claudia hadn't grabbed my shoulder and given me a shake. Coming back to my senses, I looked at her. Let's go, she said, tears streaming down her face. I nodded. Together, we got all four of us over to the exit. It was a simple pull handle. Too easy, I mumbled. No other choice, Claudia said. She gripped the handle and swung the door open. Nothing happened. On the other side of the door, there were well-lit stairs leading up to a door with a glowing exit sign above it. We took the stairs slowly, Nevin in particular struggling as the effects of blood loss began to accumulate. At the top, I shoved the exit door open. It opened onto an alleyway. The door we came out of appeared to be from the building next to the warehouse we had originally entered in. The escape room must have gone all the way under the alley. A sharp chiming noise began to wail from the alleyway. All of us jumped. I looked around and saw a small light on the ground in front of us. Walking closer, I saw it was an old flip phone. I picked it up and flipped it open. I heard a voice coming from it and put it to my ear. Congratulations on escaping. I heard the voice of the game master say, Your reward is this phone to call for help. You bastard! I shouted into the phone. Perhaps I'll be seeing all of you again soon. The no escape room is never truly over. I heard him cackling as I slowly lowered the phone and shut it. 